0: German. You're sick and I'm drunk Yeah, we're a great team Wendy. Yeah you and I were a pair
1: okay like well, Bob Hope and Bing Crosby Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Wendy Bolsby and Melissa Kirscher. to ring this one in? Yeah. (laughs) Alright. Yeah, yeah. Welcome, dear listeners, to Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I am Melissa, and this is my ever-drunken (gasps) co-host, Wendy! And Wendy is... Drunk. Okay. Drunking. I've been drunking. Oh, and I am woefully sober. But tonight we are joined by Adam. Yay! Hey!
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be on the show.
1: Yay! Yay. Adam's another one of our Minnesotans, and this is his first time at Fantastic Fest. He's also volunteering for the fest. Fuck yeah! Yeah. Fuck yeah, volunteers,
2: man. Yeah! Wearing many hats this week. It's been a blast so far.
1: Awesome. Um,
0: uh, Adam does a really good Christopher Walken, FYI. No shit, really? Yeah, he does. Awesome. Like, I got I got tag-teamed between him and Brian. Like, I was walking through the parties at Convergence, and I had Christopher walking on one side and Christopher walking on the other, and it was so bizarre.
2: Yeah, it's really the best when, when I'm bouncing off of Salisbury when it comes to the Walken impression, <laughs> but uh, and when multiple alcoholic beverages have been consumed.
1: Yeah. So, so it's like...
2: Dueling banjos
1: only with Christopher
2: Walken. Yeah, like like if they're you know the shout house in downtown Minneapolis, but (laughs) with dueling Christopher Walkens instead of dueling pianos.
0: Yeah, I'm good with that. And if everybody's been drinking, then it's a really spot on sort of thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I've been drinking so much. Yes, we know, Wendy. I'm so sorry.
1: (laughs) <laughs> and, and i am sick uh okay i don't
0: like it when you're sober and i'm drunk it's very different i like it when you're drunk when i'm drunk that's much better <laughs> let's talk about the movies we watched yes today.
1: yes let's move on so first round what did it okay wendy was like the only one who saw a first round movie because i slept until approximately 4 p.m today
0: melissa didn't get there till round three yes so i was on my own for rounds one and two listeners and I did manage to get into uh, a movie I was very much looking forward to. I had a thing to do with work this morning. So I was, I, my husband's driving me down to the Alamo and I'm, like, holy shit, you need to drive faster. And He's like, oh, I'm not comfortable going 15 miles over the speed limit. I'm like, why? You could do that. Let's mo- fucking move it because I want to get there in time to see Lies of the Fox Ferry. Mm-hmm. Listeners. This is like a threepeat with this, with love and peace and brand new testament and love and Lies of the Fox Fairy, fucking adorable movies that are quirky and weird but put a huge smile on your face. This is the most delightful movie about a serial killer that I have ever seen, <laughs> with catchy goddamn German, uh, pardon me, Japanese songs. Every movie I saw today had a song or songs that I'm like, I want to own that. Can I own that? Where do I get the, where do I get the goddamn soundtrack? So Lies of the Fox Fairy, it is, uh, I want to say like, um, Hungarian? Yeah. Yeah, it's Hungarian. And she has been nursing this Japanese woman who taught her Japanese and is a fan of a Japanese pop singer named Tomi Tami. And he appears to her as her imaginary friend, but he's not really. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. And then he, and then she learns about the fox fairy myth, which is a, an actual Japanese myth. And she's convinced she's a fox fairy because every man she meets dies horribly. <laughs> There's so much death, but it's sort of, del- it's sort of sweet and cute death. And I just loved it. Oh my God. Seek this movie out. I cannot recommend highly enough. I fucking loved it. It's, it was awesome. Lies of the Fox Fairy.
1: Fun. Go find it. I'm, yeah. I'm very sad I missed it because I got that in the first round today, too. But it's like, I, you were I, sick. I, you I got be- up, I took a shower, and I went, nope, and yeah. went back to bed. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. I, and I still kind of feel like crap but yay yeah but better you're, than but yesterday. you're bringing
0: it you're still here and I you and it. you are awesome because you're sassy and wonderful
2: <laughs> and coughing
0: and coughing
2: <laughs> it's all for the love of cinema that's what you i'm sorry remember. melissa i'm making you cough
0: with my drunkenness
2: yes you. so are.
0: round two i was still all alone so
1: alone.
2: I, I did manage to see something in round two yeah yeah you,
1: you yeah. saw you saw a laser team I saw Laser Team. We you saw. Both la- saw laser we both saw, saw Laser, laser team. team. What did you think
0: of Laser Team?
2: I really enjoyed Laser right? Team. Right. I did. I was. I was pleasantly surprised. This is coming from the the folks at Rooster Teeth, which is a yeah. local Austin uh, uh, web web video uh, organization that has really caught steam. And and I was I was very much impressed by what they put together.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, I I think I benefited from the fact that other people had seen it. Jerry, if you remember, commented on it way back at the beginning of this. When was that? There was a billion years ago, back when I wasn't at the Alamo for the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> Jerry commented on it, and he was like, "Yeah, it's really uneven. So I had my expectations really lowered, which means when I walked in, I was pleasantly surprised that the script actually was pretty solid. It's very tropey. It's very much a B slash C movie. But that said, it is a solidly made B movie. And if you just go, you know what? This is the movie where you've got the annoying teenage boy and you've got the kind of failure middle-aged guy and you've got the kind of dumb 20s guy. If you just accept the tropes, then you're going to enjoy it. I was like, these aren't my favorite tropes. That said... I still laughed out loud. And that's saying something. It's generally I'll be like watching a movie and being like, huh, that's funny. Mm. I actually did laugh out loud. Very good. I yes. found it very, very enjoyable. It's tons better than a lot of shit that shows up on sci-fi, y'all. So, Well, that's like,
1: damning with feet. Please. Yes,
0: it is. But seriously, <laughs> that stuff gets shown on a goddamn network. Seek this movie out. If you like B-movies. If you like B movies, you will like this movie.
1: Or if you like Rooster Teeth, presumably.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ab- absolutely, and I would I would add too, especially when it comes to fans of Rooster Teeth. I'm really hoping that there's a group out in California called Rocket Jump, which is a similar <coughs> uh, a web video developer led by a guy named Freddie Wong, who put together this really great series that I would recommend you you seek out. It's called Video Game High School.
0: Ah. Uh, the, first, the
2: first the first season has been put together and it's on Netflix, so you can find it, find it out there right now. It's streaming. Uh, the rest of the two other seasons, they're all on YouTube. You can, you can seek those out right now. It's a, it's a really fun watch. It's a lot of wish fulfillment and, and, and whatnot, but they also, it's really fun identifying the movie references from classical films, whether it's kind of a noir beat or, um, one, one episode kind of, uh, 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 imitates the opening to Lawrence of Arabia, and it's just fun to kind of identify those pieces as you go through a series. So, hopefully someday a rocket jump movie can make its way out to uh, Fantastic Fest because I think the folks here in Austin would absolutely love it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> awesome.
0: So there I am. I'm sitting outside. I'm a, I am have to be honest. I'm kind of prepping for karaoke Apocalypse. I'm listening to music, deciding what I want to play, like what I want to choose, and making sure I'm like good on it because I do not sing karaoke unless I know the song Cold, right? And then Melissa shows up. Yay! Yay! Now I'm before, alive. Now, before Melissa shows up, I got a cookie. I did. There, There's this girl, and I'm blanking on her name, and I'll look it up, and we'll put it in the show notes. God damn it. I'm so drunk. But I've met her. She's a Facebook friend of mine now, and she's awesome. They're starting a bakery. And she gave me this. Oh, uh, is it Fizz-Gig? Fizzgig? Thank you. Yes, 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 yes. And she gave me a lime shortbread cookie, and it was really good. If you live in Austin, seek out their bakery when they open up, because it was, like, delicious. And then Melissa showed up. And then I was talking to Mike Salters about Too Late and our thoughts about that. And then Melissa showed up. Yay! Yay! Yay. And then we decided, hey, we're all going to assassination classroom. Yay." Yay! Okay, Mike has got boarding group A. You go in, and you save us a seat. And he did. And Melissa and I are sitting there, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, hey, look, it's Elijah Wood. And he's sort of just, the way you you can spot him, like, he's sort of looking around like, uh, is there anybody around that I know? What's going on? I'm like, Elijah. And he's like looking around like, who said my name? And I'm like, hey, what'd you see that was good? <laughs> what'd you just see? And he's like, oh, well, I'll talk movies. And he comes <laughs> over he's like, yeah, I just saw it too late. What did you think? And he didn't like it.
1: I think he's the only person I've talked to who oh my did God. not like Too Late.
0: I think Elijah Wood is like the most adorable human being ever, but he didn't like Too Late, and so I'm kind of wondering: is he an alien? Because <laughs> <laughs> I kind of love that movie, and he was like, "Yeah, blah 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 blah," and he he had, he had he, some legitimate complaints.
1: Oh yeah, I, I'll I'll agree with a lot of his uh, criticisms, but
0: yeah, and I, it's a matter of taste. <coughs> but then I'm like, "Well, what did you see? You liked?" And he's like, "He brand new Testament." Yeah, on. And then he said The Witch. And I was, that was it. I was off and running to the race. I'm like, oh, let's talk about The Witch. Oh, my God, because I want to talk about The Witch. La, 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 blah, 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 blah. And poor Melissa's sitting there like, I am sick with a cold. <laughs> Wendy is dominating this
1: conversation. And then, and, she, and then uh, it's like, Wendy, we got to go we gotta into go movie. See, we got to go see oh, We got to do the movie. Oh, we got oh, go to go the Al-
0: movie. Elijah, I got to go. I got to go see a movie. But here's why I love Fantastic Fest. It doesn't matter how famous you are. You ask the question, what did you de- What did you just see? Or what have you seen that you liked? It's universal. Oh, absolutely. Anybody will talk to you. Mm-hmm. Anybody will talk to you like, oh, yeah, let's talk movies, yo. It cool.
1: was yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so we saw Assassination Classroom, which is bug nuts bonkers. I'm clapping with joy. Okay, so so there, it, it's Japanese. It's it, so Japanese. It is so Japanese. <laughs> Tentacles. Oh my God. Okay. So did there, you see?
2: I have, I have not seen it Oh, you yet. Got yeah. to poor see.
1: Adam, you've got to see it. Oh my God.
2: I've heard nothing but glowing uh, reviews okay. of it so okay, far. Okay.
1: So there's this alien, right? And he blows up the moon and then he comes down to earth and says, Hey earth, I'm going to blow up the earth too. Uh, but that's no fun to just blow up the earth. So I'll blow up the earth later. Uh, but, I will teach these, like, give me a classroom of students. And I will teach them how to assassinate me. And if they can assassinate me before the date I plan to blow up the earth, I won't blow up the earth because they'll have assassinated me. And the government says, deal. So, and yeah. they pick out a class of losers yeah. kids who are flunking
0: out of school. Uh huh. And then, I, oh, by the way, this, this alien is like a yellow smiley face tentacle dude.
1: Yeah, so he's like half smiley, literally smiley face, like big yellow globe with a big smile on it with little beady eyes and half rubbery octopus monster.
0: He's kind of adorable and wonderful and it's like Stand and Deliver. He like totally it
1: gets these kids <laughs> interested in school. It, it's Stand and Deliver with uh, a world-destroying alien and, uh, and assassination <laughs> attempts. <laughs> and he- And you kind of love him because he's like a great teacher. (laughs) He really is. He's a great teacher. (laughs) He's like, oh,
0: look at you. You did a really good job coming up with this poison. And I really appreciate how much you worked on this poison because you're really gifted at science. If only your language, your language arts were as strong Let's focus on those for a little while.
1: <laughs> I what? love that it's assassination attempt. This is a minor spoiler. There's so many gags in this movie. Oh, yeah. But the the young girl walks up with an Erlenmeyer flask and she goes, Teacher, I put my heart and soul into this poison. Will you drink it? <laughs> and he's like, I appreciate you being forthright. Yeah, sure. Like, this is a
0: very original assassination attempt to just ask me to drink poison. I think I will. <laughs> yeah. I will, th- and then obviously it fails. I will teach you how to make a better poison. Huh.
1: It 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 really is. Pretty, oh,
0: pretty it was delightful. Charming. It was the most action-filled movie I've seen yet at this at this festival. Because I didn't get to see Green Room, which I understand is a little bit more maybe, but I haven't really gotten an action film. I haven't gotten a You're Next or a John Wick, and so this movie well, was like the most high octane movie I've seen
1: yet very few movies are John Wick very, let's just leave it at that yeah that, that is
0: true <laughs> very true oh I god love that movie meanwhile so, so um, listeners it was at this point that I'm I committed to singing karaoke apocalypse mm-hmm. which meant I let go of round four and round five movie tickets but round three and I sat round three was assassination classroom Adam hasn't gotten to speak yeah, I will, but I'm letting them know. Uh, what? <laughs> I'm so drunk. So I sat in the bar drinking, people. That's why I'm so drunk. I've been sitting in the bar since 8.30, and it's like 2 in the morning or some shit. Yeah, it's not even
2: 2 yet.
1: Okay. okay, so so round three. Adam, what did you see?
2: I finally got the chance to catch up with Men and Chicken.
1: Yay! Yay! Mention and Henshin!
2: Yes, which is a film I think both of you got to see earlier in the festival. Yes, yes. And-
1: Mickin! Yes chicken
2: and and what i must say i absolutely adore and was one of those just really delightful surprises of the festival now since you know this is my first fantastic fest i'm not really accustomed to that coming in and you know you know you have the ones that you really want to see but then you come through and you hear really good buzz about one and then you see it and it's and it's even more than what you'd maybe hope for or expected mm-hmm. and this is exactly what men and chicken was for me and of course it stars mads mickelson and who was phenomenal Hannibal I think I'm probably one of you know five people on the face of the earth that watched the Hannibal series and absolutely <laughs> adored it um, and to see him act in a in a completely different lights and in a different kind of character and demeanor and mannerisms and all those kinds of things I just absolutely loved um, and, and and the other thing that I really loved about this movie and I think um, it's something that I really gravitate towards some movies is that in, in the beginning when you're learning more about the characters and some of their tics or things that they say that seem like kind of throwaway dialogue. But then when, they, when it all comes together in the end and some of those pieces that were kind of throwaway bits that seemed initially, that they come together and they really become really essential parts of the story and maybe mm. the themes over overarching. Uh, I just love that level of efficiency in a mm-hmm. script and in a plot, and uh, in a movie, I think about that. I think really does that well. Uh, Bong Joon Ho's Snowpiercer that came out last year, which mm, is yes. which is which was my favorite movie of last year. And I think they did that as well here in Men and Chicken. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of like even the characteristics of Mads Mikkelsen's character, they, it all comes <laughs> back towards you know what what really happens in the end. And I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, it takes a lot of different turns, but it's it's an absolute delight. I would I would highly recommend.
0: Now it. this is a. Some sort of
1: Scandahoovian film, it, it, right? Well, it's Danish. Danish. Yes. It's a Danish it, film. It is Danish, but I, it is they, set in Germany. <coughs> no, no, it's it's set it it's Danish. I think they they imply that it's German. It, they go to like they and, go south and they go and, to Germany. Or uh, yes. so,
0: Melissa, talk to us about the dream you had.
1: Okay, so I woke <laughs> up at like three a.m. the morning, uh, dear listeners. Uh, after seeing Men and Chicken myself, and I woke up and I went. The perfect title for this for this film in German is Mention and Henschen. Mention, which means male, and then... The plural then, of male. Yeah, well, and uh, Henschen, which is chicken. And, and it's like, yes, it's perfect. The, Germany has had to have thought of this. And I look it up on IMDb, and apparently in Germany it's being... Distributed under Men and
2: Chicken in English.
1: Oh, what a crime! I know.
2: It was on a silver platter. For
1: you, them. you uh. had this. You had this in the bag, Germany. Mention utension. Mention utension. Uh, ah, uh, uh, Germany,
0: you failed us. Kind of yeah, again. Again. Oh, I said <laughs> it. Oh.
1: Yeah, what? yeah, I know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So Men and Chicken, but good movie. Loved it. Yes. So uh while Wendy's getting drunk in the bar and signing up for karaoke apocalypse uh... I was
0: playing uh geek trivia, but they asked like an NHL an NH National Hockey League question. I was looking around and other people are like, There's fucking geeks who drink. Geeks who drink. We don't fucking watch sports. I'm like Let's not they sport There are sport geeks. Yeah. There are, but they don't generally show up at a, at a geek like drinking bar game that's called drink geek. Yeah. Geeks Who Drink. Anyway, I was not the only one who was like, NHL, I don't know anything about the NHL. Wayne Gretzky, there, there you're one. That's all I got.
1: I know the North Stars used to be Minnesota before
2: they moved to Dallas.
0: Well, yeah, you've got a weird family life. I know.
2: And before the L.A. Lakers were the L.A. Lakers, they're the Minneapolis Lakers. That's because
0: right. lakes, if you think about it, the L.A. Lakers there are no lakes in Los Angeles. What the <laughs> hell?
1: So so anyway,
0: I'm in the bar
1: and Melissa is doing what? I I went to uh, the satanic, pa- satanic Panic book party and uh, screening of Evil Speak yeah yeah so uh this uh, this little pu- publishing company is bringing out a book called satanic panic uh written by a woman who used to do a lot of the programming at the alamo draft house and was one of the founders of fantastic fest apparently ah. um so she has this whole book about the satanic panic of the 1980s mm-hmm. uh with chapters written by various people we know including uh david canfield Oh! Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah. and so um, there was like this half hour presentation in front of the film uh, where she's talking about you know, she was playing the clips from Geraldo Rivera and and ABC uh, News and all the, you know, satanic scares of the 1980s and early 1990s and then uh, a few of the authors of their chapters came up and talked about their specific subjects and um it was super interesting, and then they played Evil Speak, which is a movie from 1981 starring Clint Howard, of all people, uh, playing a, a young teen going to a military academy who is kind of bullied, and he goes into the basement of the church at the military academy and finds a secret door into a satanic temple, and he's, he uses a computer to call upon Satan. To uh, avenge,
2: him, uh, <laughs> himself. Uh, is this the modern day Ouija board? Is that is that pretty what this much? <laughs> pretty much.
1: It, it, oh my God! It, it's amazing, and uh, it was pretty much perfect watching it with a, a, a room full of other horror nerds. Because uh, you know what? It was it was a really fun Daffy horror movie. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, yeah. Early eighties, <laughs> um, bad uh, special effects um the, the the computers are scary sort of thing going oh, on the the, the the possessed computer with the pentagram on it and blinking lights and ominous <laughs> and oh i i really kind of loved it and you know shown in glorious 35 millimeter <laughs>
2: so it's a lovely
1: time. oh god it, it was beautiful it was beautiful. Were you I loved seeing, it. Were you seeing anything round four? You what saw. I, you saw Roar, didn't you?
2: I sure did. And it, and it wasn't just Roar. It was uh, part of Doug Benson's uh, movie interrupted series. Mm-hmm. As we watched Roar, and and I must admit, I'm I'm late to the party on Roar. This was actually my first time seeing the film, even though I think folks got a chance to see it earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And and I must say, this was. Easily by far one of the most insane movie experiences I've ever seen.
1: You know the I, story behind Roar, right?
2: I I do, I do absolutely, and okay. just in and, and it took I think eleven years to put this together. Right, and the director being out there with his family, um, and Tippi Hedren's out there, and and shooting this shooting this film over eleven years, and it was just um, it's one of those experiences where as a film nerd you dig in. And you think about okay, how did they actually make this? And you're thinking about you know where the camera is, and you think about the crew. I think up to like 70 crew members were injured, mm-hmm. as far as you know, when they're interacting with these untrained yeah. live animals. Much of them being you know lions who are who are massive, and um, it's it was it was crazy. And I know you guys have probably seen Roar before. This. I haven't. I
1: haven't. Well, yet. very a few people have because Roar was unavailable for many, many, many years, and. Uh, uh, eventually Drafthouse brought it out earlier this year on DVD, which is which is why people are finally catching up with it. But yeah, I, fir- I first heard about Roar in the early 80s during a documentary and horror movies, and they had Tippi Hedren talking about it. And uh, yeah, dear listeners, it, it was basically a movie that was uh, filmed on Tippi Hedren's ranch, Shambhala, where she rescued... Um, lions and tigers and bears, oh my, from the from the movie industry and just kind of let them roam around. And so, so, yeah, and the so humans they just,
0: were in the cage and the animals were allowed to roam free. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, how was it?
2: It was, yeah, it, it was just a, a crazy experience. And <laughs> I didn't know what to expect because you hear all the stories. I read a ton about it, about, you know, the cinematographer practically getting scalped. Yeah. Um, by, by one of the lions and just people who are injured and maimed and mauled. And, and you see it firsthand in the movie. Like, they don't really hold anything back. It's, mm-hmm. it's all there to display. And, you know, you're seeing, um, I believe his name is John Marshall, who is the director of it, um, you know, being playful with these lions. And, you know, he's like hugging them, being playful. And you think these lions are practically mauling him um it, it and and I, I it's i i apologize listeners because words really can't describe this movie <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it, it is an experience that i would highly recommend <laughs> and hopefully you will relate when you come out of that and people ask you how that movie was because it's it's really hard to describe um but it's, it's certainly worth certainly worth seeing absolutely Awesome! Awesome.
0: So um, so so so, it's at this point that I sent a text to <coughs> Melissa. Of, Yay! I'm I got I'm like the first to sign up for Karaoke Apocalypse. You have to be here at eleven, and they bumped green room to eleven thirty. Yes, which made that a little bit easier. Yes. So. Um, well, I am, uh, getting ready to sing my heart out on stage with Karaoke Apocalypse.
1: Uh, I showed up with my big camera. You did. I did. You did. Um. And, and and Wendy got up on stage and sang
0: Journey. I sang Journey because it's my jam. Yo. Like they had one Journey song and I'm like, and I know it. Mm -hmm. Dude, I know that song Cold. So I fucking sang Any Way You Want It. And I was second in line, and it was super good times. And Melissa was there. I saw her taking pictures, but I was too busy, like, singing my heart out. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was so great. And then I kept dancing and, like, applauding other people singing while Melissa and Adam ran off to see
2: Green Room. Jeremy Saulnier's Green Room. Yeah.
1: Yes.
0: I had a ticket to Green Room, but I gave it up so I could continue to rock out with Karaoke Apocalypse. So talk to me about Green Room.
1: Uh, karaoke Apocalypse is.
2: Awesome. You so o- I completely, you own that song, by I completely
1: understand you g- giving up
2: uh, green room for that. Um, you absolutely <clears throat> owned it.
1: I thank yeah. you. Thank see, you. S- thank seeing
2: you. Wendy on karaoke is an experience probably rivalling seeing Roar.
0: I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> wow, my friend, that's pretty bold. Okay, okay, that's that's really complimentary. I'll take that. Okay.
1: okay. So uh, green room is, <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> it's amazing. Um, it is. dear listeners it is a um how to describe it it's it's a thriller i think an action action thriller thriller. although it's not super actiony it's it's more thriller and a little into horror um the premise is there's a punk band they're kind of uh doing the siphoning gas sort of tour across America. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, they're, they're, uh, low rent, uh, punk band and they're touring around and they're out of money and they finally get this gig in what happens to be a skinhead club. Oh, and, uh, they're like, well, we need the money. We'll you know, just kind of edge around with <laughs> and, uh, get our money and go. Um, and they find themselves, they, they do their song, they get in, back into the green room after their song, and there's a dead body on the floor with a couple of skinheads looming over it, and they get locked in to the green room with these people, and basically the club owner is in on it, and so the it mm. they, they wind up being trapped in this room, and it, they have to figure out a way to get out without getting killed. So, that is the premise. And it is a sharp fucking movie. It is electric. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Uh, it keeps... It, it just moves along. The characters uh, you know, for being, you know, very briskly developed. They're their unique characters. They feel good. The, um, the, uh, the action is taught. Patrick Stewart is... Is the main bad guy, and he's amazing, oh, uh, as he always is. Really, um, what what else would you like to say, Adam?
2: Yeah, I think you know. You mentioned the the, the part about kind of these characters. You know, the, they have their bits and they have their kind of quirks and, and, and personality traits, but they they almost serve these bigger, overlying um, circumstances and how it's one group colliding with another group yeah. and kind of they both have their different tracks and courses and where they're going and where they collide. It creates all of this chaos. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as as the two groups interact and, you know, one being trapped in this green room and how it all plays out, there's a lot of negotiations, there's a lot of mind games as far as how, you know, each group trying to get out of this situation and and for the better of themselves, really to preserve their way of being kind of their status quo. I don't want to get too too much into, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think reveals a little bit about what's going on. Um, but it, it's it's um, it's interesting to see when this kind of chaos arises. What kind of you know what an ordinary group of you know punk rockers can become, and, yeah. and what what is made out of them out of this pressure cooker of a situation.
1: Ah. I I really liked uh, the kind of it, there's a certain amount of shifting sands in. In uh, the alliances of some of the characters too, which I really appreciated, and and it's all character driven entirely. It's uh, really really fascinating to watch.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're right. And some of those kind of individual motivations really cause some of these bigger overlying plans to unravel. Right. Um, and I think one thing that shouldn't be overlooked too, and I think this is kind of a, a, a trademark of, of, of Saulnier is there's a lot of kind of dark humor. Uh huh. Because you know, like it, the tension gets so tight that. As a result, there are these bits of kind of this dark humor, and it played great in the audience. I think this was probably mm-hmm. the best audience I've sat in all of Fantastic Fest. They absolutely loved it. Yeah. They cheered when great things happened. They laughed. They, um, you know, at at points when they needed relief because mm-hmm. it because it was so tense. Um, and so, and I think you know. Hopefully, our listeners, when you get to see this, you'll have a similar experience because this was. Um, I'm so glad I caught this at, at oh, the end of the night, yeah. and I'm and I'm wired. I'm like wide awake right now as a result of this movie.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm I'm totally fucking out. Yeah, I'm
2: ready. I'm ready to go another couple rounds. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like bring it, bring go. it. <laughs> hey,
0: I'm glad you guys are, because I am fading fast. Cause, okay. <laughs> cause alcohol. <laughs> so um let's see so that was the last movie of the night we all got together to podcast what are some other shenanigans so melissa when you and i were sitting there getting ready for classroom apocalypse oh my god that the, crazy the, goddamn... the
1: pre-show there there were some crazy pre-shows that showed today
0: like i a... <laughs> have not seen anything like those
1: the there was a music video which involved a zombie girl running after a, and killing a a uh, uh, fat guy in slow motion and she pulls out his intestines and starts doing jump rope with it rope, jump rope jump <laughs> very rope very happily very happily and
0: right after that was
1: the clapping mohawks
0: yeah a like, bunch of
1: Jap- uh, japanese guys with clapping mohawks like huge no mohawks yeah. huge
0: mohawks and it yeah. was like 4 seconds long and it was do 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 do, do. and then their mohawks would clap go mohawks. clap clap and then it just cut away and i'm like what was that? <laughs> what just happened in front of my eyes? There <laughs> was that a clapping mohawk? It might have been a clapping mohawk. Um, Let's see. Uh, let's see. While Melissa was dreaming about mention um, and mention, mention and mention, I was having dreams about Turkish cinema, which kept me awake and means that's also part of why I'm super duper tired. Do um, do 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 zombie jump rope um bah, 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 bah. <laughs> I've been drinking we, we
1: can wrap this up Wendy <laughs>
0: oh you wanted to talk about the talk to talk about the subtitles oh that but that was that was yesterday yeah but it, so I told Melissa oh, I had this dream uh, that I was in a Turkish movie and I woke up with like random images and then my brain just going Turkish
1: Turkish and Melissa's like wait did the subtitle say? bracket unintelligible gibberish about blood and brains bracket which is literally a, a subtitle I saw in man who saved the world and I thought that was delightful and you need to share that that was awesome okay there you go okay dear listeners all right listeners <laughs> what yeah. thank you for joining us dear listeners we have one more day to go
0: i feel like we finally captured the true spirit of xanadu cinema pleasure dome because at least one of us is balls to the wall drunk <laughs> <laughs> and that's me <laughs> yay me <laughs> so we got one more day of fantastic fest yeah i hope to christ we survive it oh we will we will uh melissa yeah, we don't will let soldier me on. don't let me get this drunk tomorrow oh my god i'll do my best if this happened like in the last like half hour what this just hit me like a ton of breaks (laughs) he bought me a free drink it was this guy he bought me a drink it wasn't my fault all right listeners (laughs) zander cinema pleasure dome this is i am wendy that is melissa we were joined by our special guest adam and this is fantastic fest and holy shit y'all (laughs) so anyway we hope you'll tune in tomorrow to hear what the hell we got up to in the last day
1: (laughs) I hear there will be ghost tone involved yay ghost (laughs) town (laughs) (coughs) Ah, (coughs) (laughs) woo yeah that is so good (laughs) Ah, thank you Wendy yeah I put that
0: in there just for you thank you because I love you Mm -hmm. love you too Wendy (laughs) It's a new cinema pleasure. Dawn.